Hi, everyone. Are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. I've got John Racine here, and I'm I'm hopefully saying that correctly because I've tried to tried it a couple of times and he is awesome. He's actually um, a great mindset coach. He's got so much going on and he has been through the ringer in his life. So I'm going to let him tell you a little bit, bit about him and where he comes from. So if you're ready to be fired up by an entrepreneur who is actually crushing it right now and learning about his new challenge that he has coming up in September, then hang tight and let's get ready to get fired up. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. In these uncertain times, it's important that we stay positive, focused, and come up with an action plan. This is why I created this Real Estate Agents Crisis Guide. My guide will teach you how to continue to generate business during times of uncertainty and instability, even if the real estate operations have been shut down in your area. My guide offers 30 strategies that you can implement right now. To get my guide, just visit kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide. That's kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for that wonderful intro. And yes, you did get the name perfect. Oh, good. I was telling him I'm a little hungry today. And he's had to tell me a couple of times because I need some food. So, um, well, I, I first of all, you're a Disney nut, right? You love Disney and, and I, you've got a Disney background. I do. Yeah, I absolutely love Disney. When I was a kid, it was my dream to work there. Did you ever work there? I sure did. I actually geared my entire college career to being recruited by the mouse. And on the day I graduated, I had a job at Walt Disney World. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you. So you worked at Walt Disney World. I sure did for about a year. Uh, you know, what's funny is when I was younger, I'll never forget this. So it's going through Disneyland and the bells went off and I was like, there are 50, some weird number, like 50,000th customer. So I won like these Minnie and Mickey Mouse, like dolls that were these, you know, super special dolls. And I'll never forget it. Like going through that and being this winning that it was the coolest thing ever. I was probably about three or four. I mean, I, and I still remember it like, yeah, like it was today. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So first of all, tell me a little bit about your backstory. I know you've gone through some challenges. I have. So I I was born in in, uh, Rhode Island. I was in the smallest city in the smallest state in the country, little city called Central Falls. Didn't really know much outside of my city until I was about age 10. And I actually came to Florida for the very first time and got to go to Walt Disney World and fell in love with that and decided I wanted to kind of make that my career. At the same time, I was in the scouting program, found I had some talent for cooking. So I took that talent for cooking and said, how do I go work at Disney as a chef or maybe as a restaurant? restaurant manager and found in my own backyard. I had Johnson and Wales University, which is one of the best culinary schools in the world. And I got accepted to go to school there early, got my degree. And when I graduated from college, I moved down to Orlando, had my job at Walt Disney World. I started, it was during uh, the first Gulf War. It was actually 1994. So I wasn't even hired in as a manager. I had spent all that time and money on my college degree. And I was hired as an hourly, but three months to the day I started, I was promoted to a restaurant manager and started my 
what I thought would be a very long career there, but it ended up being a brief career with Walt Disney World and kind of roamed around from there doing some retail, eventually getting into human resources for a good stretch of time. Uh, of course, right after college, I came out of college with college debt and tons of credit cards. And that led to uh, the first of my two bankruptcies that I had uh, when I was pretty young in my early 20s. And uh, throughout that time, it was you know always this mindset of lack. And whenever I got money, I would spend it. Whenever I get a credit card, I'd max it. And really kind of focused on all of that until a good amount of time later, I had the second bankruptcy and said, you know what, enough is enough. I need to get this mindset right and happy to report now that I have done that. But there's been other stuff that's that's come up in there. But really that that money mindset piece I struggled with from a kid, you know, born in a lower middle class family. Uh, my mom tells me that, you know, when I was a kid, she was on. Uh, welfare and she hated it. She got off of it as quick as she could. And just really that kind of lack that I created in my own mind that permeated my professional career, my business career, my relationships and everything until I finally said enough is enough and got it right. I love that. So I'm, I, you know, your, your, your intake form talked about your having two bankruptcies and having, you know, multiple failed businesses. And now you're wildly successful and you've, you know, met presidents and done some really cool things in your, um, in your, uh, curve. I want to talk about the whole cooking thing really quickly. So I love food number one. And are you like, you're a master culinary, obviously. I do. I have a culinary degree. I was classically trained French, so I'm really good with French cuisine. And then my backup uh, number two is Italian cuisine. Oh my gosh. I love that. So do you enjoy cooking? What's that? Do you enjoy cooking? I love cooking, but I don't love cooking professionally. It got to the point where, you know, I didn't want to be in a restaurant kitchen anymore, but I still have a passion for it. If you look at my kitchen, it looks like the Williams-Sonoma catalog because I have so many tools and gadgets in my kitchen. So, yes, I absolutely love to cook and guilty pleasure is watching Food Network and just about any cooking show. Oh, awesome. I love, I love being creative with food. And my thing is I get kind of boring and, and I'm, I'm trying to watch what I eat and eat healthy. So it's, I'm having a hard time eating healthy and not, and how do I make these vegetables taste good? And that's probably a whole nother podcast that I'd love to actually learn from you on because that's, I, I eat this, I find myself eating the same things and the same spices. And it's just like, you can only have so much garlic and onion and salt and pepper, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Spices are the way to make things taste better. And yeah, I could go on and talk about food for hours and hours. I have a very large collection of cookbooks that I've collected over the years. And even myself, I find I still go back to my, my favorites, my, my repetitives. And then, you know, I have to watch a TV show and say, oh, I need to try that so I can try something new. So don't feel bad that you keep going back to the same things because I, as a, as a classically trained French chef, I still do the same thing myself today, even though I don't cook professionally. Yeah. I love French food. Oh my gosh. It is, it is absolutely my favorite and I'm Italian. So obviously Italian food. So you're like, we need to become besties, but okay. So, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll be like, John, give me some recipes. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about your mindset because I, I agree. I mean, I found myself for many years kind of struggling I come from, you know, very humble beginnings and spent many time, uh, spent several years in a, gr in a group home and foster home all through high school, um, was that juvenile hall kid and ended up from the time I've, I've been 13, I haven't lived at home. And so 
it's money was a struggle. And it's like, I would see all my friends having these nice cars and expensive clothing and I could never afford it. I had to put my own self through college and I didn't have a car. Didn't even get my license until I was like 19. I think I was 19 when I got my license. And so I had the same thing and I was able to overcome it too with a lot of practice and a lot of work. So tell us the skills that you've done to help you really change your, you know, your relationship with money and how that's transformed your business and your life. You know, what haven't I tried is probably the best way to answer that. And honestly, I can't think of something I haven't tried. Uh, I remember, I'll tell you a quick little story. Back when I was in my mid-20s, I discovered commodity trading. It's similar to stock trading, but you're trading non-sexy things like pork bellies and lean hogs and things like that. And I remember reading and studying and learning. And there was an author out there who was trading in the markets. I had this book about the psychology of trading. And I knew, I said, I can remember it to this day. It's like, I don't need the psychology. I just need to make money. And never realizing that I had this limiting belief and limiting block that was holding me back. And it took me years to get there. So it took me trying everything from uh, hypnosis to neuro-linguistic programming to subliminal audios to uh, what I do currently today every day which is meditation and focus on the mindset and language patterns. It's so easy to, to try to have a, a positive money mindset, but what comes out of your mouth and your subconscious hears is often the negative. You know, if you're looking at a car, a really nice car, let's say, and, and you're struggling with your money mindset and say, oh, it must be nice to have money. Well, that completely defeats the work that you're doing on your money mindset because your subconscious is hearing, oh, I don't have money. I'm now jealous of that person for having that really nice car. So the language patterns has really been critical for me and to really kind of identify when I'm, I'm in that lack because it still happens. I'm human. Absolutely. You know, I can, I can look at something and, and be, have some jealousy and, and verbalize it. And then I'd be like, no, 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 that's not right. You know, I'm in a good place and let's change that mindset. So my subconscious is hearing something different because the subconscious really controls all of that. It's so powerful. It really does lead so much in our lives. Ooh, I love it. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now because I, I believe this. I teach it. I practice it. And it's so true. You know, thoughts become things. And what you say to yourself is right. And the, our mind doesn't know the difference between reality and really truth. And I have had to work on my mindset regarding money. Oh, I can't even tell you just from s some situations that have happened. I've I've lost it all a couple times and it's scary. And so for many years, I kind of rolled around in this hamster wheel, afraid that I was going to lose everything. And that fear it was just, it was not fun, right? Until I learned to really say different things, think different things, believe different things until they actually come to fruition. And I love that you said that you're normal and human and mistakes happen. And yes, we all make mistakes. We go back to it. We have to work on it on a daily basis. Absolutely. And it's, you know, some days are better than others, right? I mean, we're in a strange world right now. So it's still pretty easy oh. to get taken in by the mainstream thinking, the mainstream thought process, in spite of people having records and crushing it right now. It's still so easy to fall into that trap of, oh my gosh, there's this lack and really feed into that. So I think, you know, as I've older, I've become much more aware of it. And I, I put more focus on it. And I even have people around me where I'll correct their language patterns to kind of correct it um, more for me than for themselves. But I know it's helping them as well. So when you say you correct other people's language patterns and more for you than them, what do you mean by that? So what other people say has a negative connotation or impact on pe other people? Yep. The thing that I hear a lot of times is someday I will fill in the blank. And then I change that to say, why don't you say when you do that? 
You know, someday I'm going to travel to Australia. Why don't you say, well, when I travel to Australia, then yeah. you're putting it out there in a more positive way. So I try to do it in a non-insulting way, obviously, but really to just try to change that perspective on whatever it might be. So that's one of the most common ones is the some days that I hear a lot or I don't have money. I'm like, well, why don't you rephrase that to when you do have it? Um, because then it's, it's sending a different message to the subconscious. Can you do me a favor? Can you give me a few um a few examples of that type of language that you, that people say that's self-defeating different types so we can kind of work through it. Cause I know a lot of us do it and don't even realize it. Yeah, I have a professional background as a human resources director. I worked in hospitality for years and years. And many times I would have people come into me that would want to grow in their careers. They'd want to get promoted. And one that I would hear constantly is I don't have the skills. And that's a, that's a feeling of lack. And it's, well, why don't you change that to number one, let's get you the skills and then start saying when you have the skills, you will be ready for that opportunity. That was one that I, I heard a lot throughout my professional HR career. Um, as a coach and a consultant, you know, I hear things like I don't have the money. Uh, that's, that's, that's lack, right? Or I don't have the time that's lack. So everything is about a choice. One of my favorite sayings is the only thing we can control in life is how we respond to life. So if right now you're saying, I don't have the money, well, that's a choice because of the way that you are having a relationship with money. Maybe you're spending it on, you know, we'll go back to the David Bach latte factor. I'm not a huge fan of that concept, but maybe that's an example where if you're spending three, four bucks a day, 20 some dollars a week on that, well, that could go towards growing your business or doing some Facebook ads or doing whatever it might be. So those are the most common ones that I see and work with a lot. Oh, I love, I, I love, oh gosh, you said something that, that really struck me there for a second. I just lost it for, for a minute, which is frustrating me. It's that lack of food right now. I shouldn't even say that I'm hungry because I'm <laughs> telling myself that I'm hungry, but um, yeah, our, what we say to ourselves is so, so important. And I like that. So many times we say I can't afford or I don't have, it's like when I have, or I'm working towards, or I will. Right. And just that's those small tweaks. If you've ever read the book, slight edge, it talks about the little things that we do, we do and say add up so big over time, right? Just little slight changes in our behavior. And so by changing those words that we say, what we use is so over time, it's like a massive impact. If you're constantly telling yourself you don't have, you, you can't do, you can't do, right? Like whether you can, whether you do, you, whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. And now I remember what I was going to say. I love what you said about the only thing you can control is how you respond to what's happening. You can only control how you respond to what's going on around you. That is so right. Absolutely. And I, I learned that through my bankruptcies, right? You know, it's like I got myself here. I spent more than I should have. And I used to blame my first one back uh, in the early 90s when I first came out of college and I went off of mom's medical insurance plan. I'm a type one diabetic. So there used that. to be in the law back 20 plus years ago where you could be pre-existing conditions were not covered for a year. So every time I would go to the endocrinologist, I was having to pay out of pocket. Every time I got oh insulin syringes, it was out of pocket. So I used to blame it on that, but I had to accept responsibility because I was the one that put myself in that situation by not saving, by not investing, by not doing the things that I needed to do. And when the second one rolled around, yeah, I was all over. It's like, I did this to myself. I spent what I shouldn't have spent. And then I put myself there, but the only thing I control now is moving past it, getting through it and coming out on the other side, bigger and better than I did before. And that applies not just in money mindset, but in health, in relationships, in absolutely everything that we have in our life. 
what you just said is that's actually pretty prolific in the fact that, you know, you, you, you had your first bankruptcy. A lot of it was medical bills based upon buying things from your type one diabetes, which for you, you would think like, that's not your fault that you have that. Right. And to have this medical system that doesn't take a preexisting condition for something like that, that's rough, you know, and you think that it'd be really easy to go down the poor me, um, tract, yeah. It, you know, I've learned that you, you've got to accept responsibility for yourself. And I think that is the biggest thing that most humans struggle with because it's so easy to place blame. And we're kind of in the marketing space and we're out there marketing. And one of the most common things is you don't have X and it's not your fault. Fill in the <laughs> blank for whatever X might be. And yeah. it's so powerful because it's a, it's a belief pattern that many people have. But I knew for me, in order to move past that, to get past the lack, to get past the everything in my life that I did not like, I had to accept responsibility because every decision decision I made led me to that point. Mm -hmm. I really like the way that you're thinking. And I think people need to hear it more often. It's not something that people really talk about very often. I, I'm a big mindset person. Like mindset for me is a huge part of my practice, part of my coaching. Uh, and, you know, you said something that really is true. You said um, earlier how, you know, you, 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 you realize that you missed the whole mindset part of it. And that was a reason why you weren't, things weren't working because you weren't focusing on the mindset. I had the same thing happen to where when I first started coaching my students two and a half years ago, I was so excited about giving them all the stuff, right? Let me teach them how to do Facebook ads and create funnels and landing pages and write copy and do all this. I didn't work on the mindset part of it. So I started doing a challenge and the challenge was a two week challenge and it was mostly mindset with a small activity towards their business. And I was noticing that my people in my challenge were getting success faster than my students who were paying me a lot of money. And I realized, oh my gosh, I messed up. I, I missed the biggest part. And that was getting their mind right. So they actually could achieve the success and implement what I got them and actually be accepting and worthy of it. Absolutely. And that was, that was where I lacked and, and just didn't know. It's one of those unconscious unconsciously incompetent or not even that I'm sorry I'm going the wrong way I was unconsciously incompetent at that point because I didn't know what I didn't know and it took me going through those experiences to become consciously incompetent and eventually to the point that I'm at now which is consciously competent had to go through that entire journey and I think that's why people like you and I exist and so many other people that are in this space to help shorten the curve because it doesn't have to be this way and when you really focus on it and really drill into it it's just like flipping on a light switch. It really goes away that quickly and that instantly. I really believe in the power of the subconscious mind. And it was a little bit later in my adult life as I, I came to that realization, but it is so incredibly powerful. And I learned that through hypnosis and through working with coaches and other people. And even as I grow and develop that what we say and what we hear really does go into that deep subconscious level. And that's where the work needs to start on just about everything. So can you go into a little bit more about that, like the meditation and the subconscious? How can somebody, how can they, first of all, how, what do you do when you meditate? I use a program from Centerpoint, which was Bill Harris, um, who was in the, the, uh, the movie, The Secret. And the reason I like, the reason I like his meditations and I've learned since I've been doing it, I've been doing it for well over a year now, and it is my favorite way, that it's not about completely blanking out your mind. And that was what I always struggled with on the meditation. It was like, I can't get thoughts out of my mind. My brain runs at warp speed and it will jump from one thing to another. And with the center point, it's got all of the audio and all of the, the pieces in there that go into the brainwave patterns. So my brain is less active, but it's not completely 
blank. And I find that I get the most success by moving through the levels of the center point meditations. Now, if you don't have the center point meditations, it doesn't have to be complicated. Sit, close your eyes, inhale and exhale slowly, count your breaths, do it to 10, 20, 30, whatever you can. And that's enough to start. And that's actually how I started before I moved on to the center point uh, meditations. How long do you do the meditations on a daily basis? I do about an hour and a half. I have about an hour of the center point meditations that I do because um, I'm moving through their progressive programs. I'm on about the fifth level of it right now. And then I have some other ones that I do that I've acquired over the years through coaching and so forth. I try not to do it all back to back. I try to break up my day with it. Sometimes I do first thing in the morning, we'll pop it on. And I, I'm used to, one, I was one of those people that said, I don't have the time to do the meditation. But again, that was a choice. I chose not to have the time. So I make the time. I get up pretty darn early in the morning do it first thing in the morning and then it sets my day off in the right direction Ooh, so center point meditations with bill harris i wrote that down so i can so that's one thing so that's meditations and then now the meditation also works on the subconscious it does the way the the, the program that i've got is um you, I, they have a, an entry level program that's not customizable, but you decide to go into the deeper levels. You record your voice doing these mantras that you want yourself to get. So that is incorporated into the ones that I'm doing now. So mine was all about money, mindset, abundance, and all of those types of things. So that is incorporated into the meditations that I do. Oh, that's so interesting. I actually have my students record their own affirmations in their own voice. It's part of, it's a part of one of the things I have them work on. Uh, I love doing that. And that, and that's one of the, the things that I do is I have my voice recording that I play. So when I'm sitting at the computer, if I'm not doing something I have to focus on 100%, I play my voice in the background. So that's the second part of the meditations that I do. Ooh, I like it. So, so meditations for you and uh, doing it on your own. Great. Okay. This has been really interesting. I'm really enjoying talking to you because it's, uh, I like hearing it. I think so many of us need to be reminded about this. I talk so often about just how important your mindset is. And it's a daily, especially what we have going on right now. It's something we have to work on daily and you just have to be aware. And awareness is, is the first part about change is being aware that that of how we think noticing what we think I actually have my students doing a, a training this whole week so their job this week is to notice everything that they're doing no matter what it is and ask themselves is this activity conducive to a positive outcome or is this maybe something that might not be you know super healthy for me or, or putting me in the right direction everything from drinking water to whatever they're doing so they can really just be aware of how the little things that they do every single day adds up to being big things. For example, what are you saying to yourself? What are your affirmations? What is your self-talk, right? What words are you using? Huge aspect of just wealth and abundance. You, it starts with that. Absolutely. And, and if you look back at just about every 12-step program that's out there, I've never been in any of them, but it's fairly common knowledge that the first step is admitting you have a problem. So yes. I love awareness. I love that you're identifying that we have this awareness of where we're at. And I didn't have it in my early 20s when I was starting that commodity trading. I had one successful trade and then I blew it after that. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was the mindset that was really controlling it, not the fact that I picked the wrong uh, thing to invest in. It was really the mindset because my mind wasn't ready to handle continued success at that point 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, great. So you've got a challenge coming up here pretty soon. Um, can you explain a little bit? I know it's in September. I'll make sure that this airs before that. And um, I'll have you give me information so that we can get people to access your, your challenge directly. So we'll put his challenge. Can you talk to us a little bit about your challenge, You know when it is, and then I'll um, click, put the links inside uh, this podcast so that people can download that and get access to you. Oh, first, thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate it. I decided to do a challenge around abundance because right now at the time of recording this, there's a lot of people that are feeling that lack and lack of abundance right now. And I know that abundance is easy. It really is. You you flip a light switch, you, you get your mindset moving in the right direction, and the abundance starts to flow. And I've witnessed it time and time again. So it's simply called the Abundance is Easy Challenge. It's going to be a, a free five-day challenge starting on September 14th, and it's AbundanceIsEasyChallenge.com. And it's going to be a quick every day. There'll be a, a task to do. There'll be a video that you get that has what the day's task is. We're going to work in a Facebook group and have some uh, social interactions in there as well. There'll be daily prizes on it. And the goal is at the end of those five days to increase the flow of abundance in your life, whatever the area might be. You could be, it could be abundance financially. It could be abundance in your relationships. It could be abundance in your health. It's all universal, but we've just got to open up the flow of abundance. So I'm really, really excited about it. I've been planning it for a little bit and putting the final touches on it and super excited. Good. Okay. So, uh, abundance is easy challenge.com and that starts in September. It's free for five days. I think I'm going to sign up for it. I am going to be excited to go through it with you. Um, and I, you know, I always say abundance when I talk about, it's not money. It's not, it's all of it. It's money, relationships, health. I want to have abundance in every single aspect of my life, right? I want to have, um, and I, people try to say balance. I know balance is very difficult, but I really want, when it comes to abundance, I think abundance is you're just abundant in every area and it's doable, but so many people, it's like you said, it's a choice. It's almost like they choose not to be, you know, it's by what you say to yourself. Like, for example, if you're ever fighting with your husband um, and my husband and I, gosh, three, three or four months ago, we kind of had like a rough spell. And I noticed that I was focusing on the rough spell. And I, I just made the choice to quit focusing on that. And we were, we were, it was pretty, we were pretty rough. It was a pretty rough time. I think COVID and everything else. And I made the conscious choice to just focus on all the great parts and we're back to great again. Right. And, um, it's just amazing how quickly it just turned around just based upon what I was focusing on, what I was saying, what I was thinking about and noticing when I wasn't thinking about something positive and switching it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's thoughts are things. You said it already. Thoughts are things. And abundance is, is kind of like an energy, you know, and the energy can be positive or it can be negative. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. And you were abundantly negative at that point in time. And we had to flip that around to become abundantly positive And you used it in a relationship. So that absolutely speaks to what I want to do with this challenge is to get people to open up that flow of abundance. There's blocks, whether it's um, a psychological block. Sometimes it's a physical block. And it's, you know, um, clutter in your home can affect abundance because the energy isn't flowing because it's blocked by something in your home. So little things like that. And it's going to be fun challenge, quick little videos and, and, you know, little things to work on each day that will open up the flow of abundance and, and start to see what else is there out there for you. And I'm really, really excited to be putting that out there. Okay, everyone, you heard about it. So we are all about having the best life we can ever have. You go to AbundanceIsEasyChallenge.com. AbundanceIsEasyChallenge.com. It's a free day five challenge that John's going to be um, being uh, going to be in charge of. And he's 
So John, tell us quickly a little bit about your success. Now you've talked about your, you know, the bad things. Talk to me a little bit about the things that you've done well and how you've been able to transform your life because you've done some pretty big things. You got a podcast and. Yeah, thanks. So there's been a lot of good uh, once I've gotten the, the uh, flow of abundance open for myself. And, you know, I've got the podcast, the Total Freedom Podcast, and it's actually a relaunch that I did. I actually started it several years ago, just before my second bankruptcy. And I was trying to use it as a tool for myself. It ended up not working, but I relaunched it. And I believe that you can do what you want when you want with whomever you want uh, in your life. So we've put the Total Freedom Podcast together and I bring on guest experts. Occasionally, I will hop on and talk. And we're looking at people that have done great things in their lives, money, mindset, mindset, relationships, business, whatever it might be. And, you know, that's been really good. And as my abundance has opened up, my diabetes has gotten under amazing control. I went to the endocrinologist not that long ago and his exact words were, John, you are a diabetic rock star. So everything was going really well with that. I've lost a ton of weight and still losing. So there's been a lot of really good success. And then the thing that I have been waiting for since 2008 is happening in about two and a half months. I am moving back into my house in Orlando. And that is the biggest opening of abundance that I could have had. I've had the house there when I moved to California for a job and uh, have bounced around since then and always had the goal. Someday I'll move back to Orlando. Well, it's no longer someday. It's November 1st of this year. Good for you. That's awesome. Thanks. Great. Okay, everyone. So you, you know where to go. John, thank you so much for your time. I, I, I am looking forward to your challenge. Um, I love doing things like that because it keeps me on the right track. You can never, ever work on yourself too much. And who doesn't want a little more abundance, everyone? So I hope you all were just as fired up as, as I am, John. I always end every podcast with the same exact question. And that is if you can give one bit of advice, whether it's business or personal or anything at all, what would it be? I would say it is that you really do control how you respond to life. Nothing is inherently good or bad. I'll use the nastiest thing that's happened in most of our lives right now, which is COVID-19. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't really care because I decide if it's good or bad. And you can make the decision to decide that it is good, build a business, start a side hustle, move, find the love of your life, whatever it might be, you control and 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 deal you that's not the right way to say it but you control how you're responding to this terrible horrible thing so make the choice to make it positive for you and your family I absolutely agree. Just the other day, actually, it was um, last night, my husband and I were out to dinner and I was like, I don't know, but it is, baby, this challenge, this, uh, this COVID hasn't really affected me too much. And I think part of it's because I already worked at home, um, but it's because we've just put our focuses on other things. We don't watch the news at all. I choose not to surround myself with all the negativity and we're just, we're still doing things together and trying to be happy and just, and just working on you know, not focusing on all that bad stuff. Now, when I go to the store and everyone's wearing masks, I kind of, I have to admit, it's kind of like, Ooh, I get that weird kind of gross feeling, <laughs> but I do, I don't like it. It makes me feel, Oh, you know, but for the most part, we, we've been doing really good because we just choose to focus on what's, you know, all the good stuff. And you can do the exact same thing if you're listening. So John, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, can't wait to, to hear about your challenge again. Abundance is easy challenge.com in September. Sign up. It's free. And everyone remember you can do anything you want to, but if you don't implement, Learning is awesome. Learning is amazing. It is not powerful unless you take action. Implementation is key. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time. I appreciate it. And as always, everybody, make it a great day. Thank you, John. Thank you. Bye, everybody. 
Do you need help standing out, getting more clients, and making more money with video? Well, I have the perfect guide for you. Even if you have no idea where to start and have never used video before, my Video Maven course will work for you. In today's market, it's nearly impossible to stand out and generate business unless you are seen. And this number one tool right now is video. To get my Video Maven course, just visit videomavencourse.com slash yes. That's videomavencourse.com slash yes.